Hello, I'm Scott DuPont with another episode of Finance Your Movie, sharing tips and strategies to help you fund your independent feature, documentary, short film, or web series. Our mission is to empower you to get your money to tell your story. Okay, I'm so thrilled to have with me Beth Rosen and award-nominated writer, director, producer, almost 30 producer credits alone. Um, I could go on and on about your resume, Beth, but just so thrilled to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so one of the one of the biggest things that, uh, first of all, we've, we've been trying, we've been going back and forth for weeks and weeks trying to set this up. And, and a lot of people might not know that in addition to a producer, you're a graduate of the Wharton School of Business and a Columbia Law graduate. So you're giving us the biggest gift of all, your time. And I am so grateful. And you're the, you're actually one of the guests that actually reciprocated, like you're giving us your time, but you also volunteered an incredible gift to all of the listeners. Could you tease us a little bit about what that gift is? Yes, and I, I just wanna, I'm gonna tell you at the end what it is, but this is so important for you if you wanna make it because it is direct access to writers, producers, network executives, streaming executives, um, uh, funds, the, the Canadian funds that actually can co-produce and, and help get you tax credits. It's, it's huge. And, Right now, and it's only a limited time, it's going to be free, but it's going to change in the future. Okay, so we'll, we'll get into that at the end. So thank, thank you for sharing that, uh, that gift with us. We'll, we'll go into that at the end. So Beth, what was interesting to me, and there's a pattern here with very successful producers, you really jumped in, not just doing one short film, but a whole bunch of short projects can you tell us a little bit about that and how you got the money or how you kind of put those first projects together? Yes, well, I, when I was working as a lawyer, I started studying with a three-time Emmy award-winning writer. And when I got married, I dropped off the face of the planet and I came back <laughs> and I was like, I wanna make a film. And I didn't have the contacts anymore to get me moving. So I called up my writing partner who was also my mentor he used to write for All in the Family, Three's Company, Sunny and Sherry, he has three Emmys. Wow. And I said, why don't we just like write a short film, we'll produce it ourselves and we'll use it as a calling card to get into Hollywood because his contacts were retired. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, you have no idea what you're getting into, but okay. So- So you self-funded. I self-funded self it. Um, at the time I had money for that. And what I know now, it would have cost a lot less. <laughs> and I teach people how to do it now for less. But um, I was a newbie at the time. I had no idea it was a baptism under fire. I was like trying to keep my, like, like just my, my breath. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so now it's like, I do this very calmly now because I did it once and I learned from the mistakes. Now I'm teaching people how to do it without making those mistakes. But it was so much fun. It happened so fast. In two weeks, we wrote the script. I made a 
few phone calls to some of my friends from my Quantum Leap program, and they made some calls. They were in television already. They were acting. They had acting um, business careers and stuff where they got people jobs and told people how to become the business of Hollywood. So they got job after job. So I made some calls to them. They called some people, got some meetings together. Boom, I had my production team started scoping out locations. People told me where to find the talent. I made some calls to people I knew. And then like a month or two later, we were on set filming. And in five days, we filmed the whole thing. Congrats. Yeah, and then my, after five months of editing, I wasn't involved. My cat knocked the hard drive off the off the floor. Oh, wow. And I had to start from scratch because they couldn't repair it. And so I learned how to edit by myself from scratch. And the film got so good because I was in control of it. <laughs> and before I didn't like it and after that, it was a gift in the end. And I, I learned from the guys who are now working for NBC Universal and stuff. They taught me at the Apple Store how to edit. And once I did that film, I started applying to film festivals, got in met all the directors of the festivals and the actors and you know started networking and because i had that calling card um i was nominated for an award at hoboken international film festival we didn't even know you could vote and because of that he called me a couple months later and asked me to co-produce a film with academy award winners and then associate produced a few more and well, then was that scavenger killers Scavenger Killers, yeah. So I was on set with wow. Robert, Robert. Now, now I, I got one question, then I, I want to jump to Scavenger Killers. You mentioned the Quantum Leap program. Is that Steve Harrison? No, that's T. Harv Acker. Um, oh, okay. That, that is enlightenment training, and there okay. was a course in it, which was wizardry. And for some reason, when I went, it was all geared towards creativity. Got it, <laughs> got so it, okay. All the people that were there were in Hollywood. And so I met them and, you know, there's a saying 80% is just showing up and 20% is up to you. And as long as you show up, the people you need to meet are gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I wanna get back to scavenger killers. A lot of our audience is interested uh, obviously, you were lucky enough to finance your first short or couple shorts, but when we get to this feature length, Scavenger Killers, how did you or your partners actually finance that? Like, where, where'd you get the money from? Well, I worked with Ken Del Vecchio. He was producing it, and he has a set number of financiers who I met, and you have to do a whole bunch of stuff. You have to put a budget together. You need a summary budget and then a line item um, budget and you have to hire someone for one of my other films I hired a line producer to produce a line item budget and then you go out and you basically can do it different ways you can get pre-sale distribution from foreigners um, so you can pre-sell it to different um, distributors who will take it to different countries and that can finance the film to get started or you can just get people to finance and invest up front you can run a Kickstarter campaign and get people to invest that way. There's a new Hollywood um, game changer coming out that I got asked to participate in. I, I'm under NDAs on that, so I can't really discuss that right now. But is that is that I, like a crowd investing platform? I cannot talk about it because I'm okay. under NDAs. Um, but it's going to change the way people get their films financed for the rest of. Hollywood. Okay. Let let let, let me know when you're able to speak about that because i would love yeah. to share that if, if, if it gets made public whenever it does yes it, it you know there have been 
little le leaks and stuff in and and some short articles about it from the people who are doing it but i'm under nda so I okay talk understand so so, so um, getting back to scavenger killers did you actually and what was a, a an approximate budget by the way if you're allowed to share that i if you're I, not that's okay if you go to IMDb, it tells you what the budget is. But I can tell you while I was on film, they had to keep raising more money because of the type of film it was. So they needed like squibs, more squibs. And um, when you're doing an action film and there's a lot of special facts and you have squibs where like, um, that's where things like hit you and- Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to- you have to get the equipment for it and there are cranes and stuff. So we had to actually get more money in during the film. Like we halted and then um, started moving again. So it was like, we, we kind of shot some other other scenes and then got the okay for more money to come in and then shot the scenes we needed to sure. see. Them just just to give my audience an idea, was this like under 2 million or was it under 5 million? It was under 2 million. It okay, was million, okay. So Getting getting up to the two million or whatever your final budget ended up, they can just go to IMDb Pro if they want. Um, did you take the route where you actually got some pre foreign sales, or did you just go straight to investors? I I didn't do that piece of this film. That was Ken Del Vecchio. What I can you know I can tell you more from what I'm working on right now, but um, because my business partner who actually went on the last Titanic wreck site dive, like he went down and did it uh -huh. and did, you know, two documentaries, James Cameron was in one of them. Um, you know, he raises capital. So I, I'm a partner in his company now and we're raising capital for media companies. So we actually go to um, people who fund media and, and we're trying to get capital in to fund a slate of films. So oh, so you're putting together a slate yourself. Yeah, that's 50 to $200 million. And we're talking to investors. In oh, Dubai. good for you. Good for you. Yeah, so that's a whole different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wish you all the best in that. That can be a long process, but I wish you all the best. Yeah, we're actually close. We're close. It's been two years, but we're close right now. So with, with Ken Delvecchio, he has a set number of investors that continuously invest in his films. So, oh, okay. So he went back to previous investors that he already had a relationship with. Right. So okay. like I noticed that I went back and I, I actually got involved in some of the films he had produced in the past as well. So you get this core group of people that have a success um, track and they keep investing in the films because of that. So um, normally a production company and he has a production company gets funding for a bunch of films at once so that they can just keep the process going and, and cookie cutter the whole process over and over and over again. If you're just looking for one film and you want to get the process moving, you can start with Kickstarter or crowdfunding and then team up with people who have done it before, who have the contacts and, and I'm going to give you a piece of that at the end of how to start finding ways to get funded because you can get tax credits and outright funding from like Canada and some of the other countries if you co-pro with you know companies in another in another um, country so that's another way to get funded to start the process moving and those are outright funds not investments like you know I, I want to drill down real quick and then we'll get back to that yeah you you talk a little bit about um, kind of creating and assembling, your A-list team. How important is that to have just a killer team before you go start trying to raise the money? 
it's very important because if you have an A-lister or someone who has a track record of bringing in people to buy, to sign up for the streaming service or, or to watch it or to send it out to their influencers, you know, and share it, then they're going to come and fund your film and a network's going to buy it because it's, it's, you know, you, you get to a point where like, oh, this is my creative baby, but Hollywood is a business. And you have to remember that you want influencers on board who can get it out to social media. And, and that's a piece I have. I have 100,000 followers and up to between 1 million wow. to um, 7.4 million organic social media outreach a month. My media partners have up to 120 million and 550 million. So it took a lot of work to get there. Wow. But that opens the door for people to talk to me because organic is word of mouth. It's not paid. So like yeah. you say something and people will do it. So if you're a star or a celebrity or you've produced stuff before and you have a track record um, and you get at least one star on board and it's not as expensive as you think, especially now because nobody's working, you know, um, yeah. people, especially the old timers who have won awards will do it for a lot less. And I'll tell you a secret. A lot of the actors are getting paid back end. They'll get a little bit up front. And, and that's a key to financing your film. You give them some money up front. You pay for their expenses and travel, according to SAG. And then you, above the line, which is, you know, you have a set amount you have to pay SAG actors and stuff like that and, and producers. Above the line, you pay them back end after the film breaks even. So you... Sure all your budget is not yeah, good and strategy love it. yeah so um after scavenger killers uh congratulations on the success of that by the way you got into some um some t television including some tv movies um let's see i i've i had three more films one of them was highlight i was associate producer on um what was that were, were those with ken as well your that partner was ken. and then i actually got I got pulled in because of what I know, like I'm on all aspects of film. I got pulled in to like production manage something um, last year, it's on Hulu now. Um, I also did a bunch of TV web series and I did them myself and I posted them. I wasn't really expecting anything. No, 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 no. let's let's back up a little bit. You you did those TV series yourself. You you financed them yourself or I, you just put them I together? Financed them. I bought the I bought the lights, I bought the the HD Panasonic cameras. I, you know, I had a core group of people that I work with now and they're comedians and I, you know, they always come and they, you know, they, I treat every set like a party. So when people come to my set, it's fun. It's not. Was this between the two furs? Uh, between, between two furs, chasing fairy tale. Um, and I put those up and I got phone calls from different film festivals and they invited me in because they had seen them on the, the web and I didn't even apply to them. And I just got phone calls. Can we put this in, in our festival? I was like, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> you know? so, so did you post them to YouTube and then that got attention to festivals? Yeah, because I posted them on my Facebook page and then the directors who I knew at film festivals called me and they're like, can we, can we actually put this in our festival? So I was like, yeah, sure. And then because I had done them, I had this calling card. And the reason I did Chasing Fairy Tales, I 
had a TV show that I want to get up there. And that was uh, sort of like a piece of the TV show. So it was a calling card for the show. And because of that, I actually got like multiple Emmy award winners attached to it. Wow. So, now, were you yeah. able to monetize that later? Did you mention Hulu or did streaming service end up picking it up or just get all the festivals? Not, no, I haven't even tried to monetize those yet. Um, <laughs> so I, I have put them into a pitch deck where there are going to be many and I attached them to my other TV show, which I'm sort of on hold because of what's going on with Hollywood and I'm pushing all my animations because I have interest in them right now and I have like a streaming service that's interested in them and and I'm working on the reality and documentary stuff right now because that's what's moving. So, so, so all this stuff is really kind of like part of your calling card to yes. get into these streaming services, I guess. Yes, yes. So um, because I'm a number one best-selling author, because of my social media influence, because I'm an award-nominated um, film producer, because I have all this content, because I ha have been in films that are on Hulu, on NBC Universal, and, and been involved in the production side of it. Um, and because I'm working with four-time Emmy award-winning writers and producers and huge production companies abroad that like people would die to get on board, it gives you this incredible leverage and um, visibility for people to pay attention to and you can pitch directly because you have proven winners on board. Wow. Um, Beth, if you're if you're cool with coming back in just a minute, I've got to take a quick break here. Yes. Just uh, <laughs> hang on tight. 